0: On this week's episode of From Corner to Corner, it's Sean and Neil again, and we talk about college football, and more college football, and Coach Prime, and more college football. All this and more college football on this week's From Corner to
1: Corner. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Munson, and Neil Mulletman Payne.
0: Hey, and welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. I'm Sean here with Neil.
1: It's the OG edition again. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, they. We regret to inform you that the other two have quit. We're actually quit. looking we marked for them out of the logo. Actually. Well, y- you did. Yes,
1: uh, we're actually looking for two replacements. <laughs> this is uh, we're having open interviews Tuesday every,
0: nights must be <laughs> open for you
1: every Tuesday around six thirty ish. Yeah, come at six. We'll give you and you know, we'll kick the tires on the idea of you being one of the new Moco Four. Up, oh, wait, 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 wait. We're n- we're n- we're technically not the Moco Four Horsemen right now.
0: No. No, we're not.
1: We're the buff city primates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really funny because that reference is to Deion Sanders going to Colorado. And you might head coach. He-
1: you might hear about Deion Sanders going to Colorado a time or two more on this show.
0: Yeah, um, probably a lot tonight. But I called that move a couple weeks ago. And it was like, no, 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 it's South Florida. There's no way in the world he why would he go to Colorado? Well, I don't know, but he he obviously loves something about it. And we were just chit-chatting here before the show started that p- Prom is trumping everything right now. Legitimately. We we haven't we're not hearing about the Heisman. Nope. We're not hearing about the college football playoff. Nope. Every show is talking about Deion Sanders. TikTok is covered with Deion Sanders. That's all they're talking about.
1: Which just goes to show you how much Deion Sanders has changed the game of football and specifically coaching football.
0: Yeah. And it just shows you people can't be happy for somebody. No. Right? So – Jackson State is mad because he's leaving and and the complaint that everybody's getting and I don't know if you've seen a lot of this but the complaint that everybody is saying is well Dion said God sent him to save the HBCUs, are which you, stands for historically black University
1: are, are you talking about Bamani
0: it, it's it's not just him
1: Bamani was on CNN talking about, and he was like but so he's so he runs him through the the muck, right? Yeah. It's like, he said God sitting there. So you mean your job wasn't finished? Well, who is it to say that it, what, his job wasn't finished at Jackson State? But then in the same breath, he goes... What more can he do? He went two seasons in a row undefeated. Well, but... So he, he said later in the same breath... I mean, but I don't blame him for going to Colorado. Then what's the point of this whole mudslinging that you're doing? Trying to defend the people that are mad at him. You realize... That Deion Sanders, they have buildings on that campus they wouldn't have if Dion didn't build them yeah. out of his own pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all
0: of the things that happen via connection, like Michael Strahan, his connection there got the guy's suits to wear to the ball, you know, to travel yeah.
1: in. Because, because it's business trips.
0: Because they didn't have that. Right. And uh, the, there was the, somebody the deal with
1: Under Armour yeah. that sponsored the entire. Athletic department.
0: Yeah. We got them new helmets like every other game or something like that.
1: So the things that Dion has done for Jackson State, it just goes to show you, it's a what have you done for me lately. Yeah. Now he's still coaching them through their playoffs. Yeah. His end goal is to win a national championship at Jackson State before he leaves. Yes. I wonder if the rest of the team, because he's taking 10, 15, 20 players with him
0: <laughs> at least.
1: If they don't turn on him,
0: well, I'm I'm glad you said that because I I actually had the thought, not necessarily his players, but what if what if the teams they're they're going against are like, hey, take Travis Hunter out if yeah. he's taking him with him, let's take him out, right? Or take his son out, and I'm not saying that that will happen.
1: But crazier things have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you could totally see that happen. I, if it was me and I was in prime spot, I probably would not have coached and I wouldn't have let those players that are coming with me play.
1: Well, here's not necessarily let them play. I wouldn't have let anybody know that I had players from Jackson that were coming with me. That's true. You could go on and introduce yourself as head coach, that's fine. As long as Colorado was good with it, Jackson State must be good with 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 Prime still. I mean or they would have said, "No bud, you're 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 out of here. You're you're right. done." Right. Um uh, so I probably just wouldn't have told anybody that I had players coming yeah. with me.
0: Maybe maybe shouldn't have come with I'm coming and I'm bringing my luggage with me and it's Louie. <laughs> so, but
1: <laughs> You know the things that introduce his son is yeah that's your quarterback right. <laughs> you know the, I talked with you know at school we have our head football coach is also our PE teacher he just won conference coach of the year or something he's uh, played played Division one football uh, you know he he's a he is a football mind so we talked today at great length about that and of course he is he 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 is a black male um, and he said that. You know the things that Deion Sanders has done for HBCUs. You know the historic black colleges and universities. Nobody has ever done before. Right. They're at the like, an HBCU is at the forefront of all conversations being happening right now in the sports world. I mean,
0: there was a recent recruit that we shared in our text thread. And, and his top five choices included five, yep. Kentucky, mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, Michigan,
1: Auburn, Auburn, and Jackson, Jackson State. Jackson
0: State. There's only one man that made that happen.
1: Jackson State has no right to be in that conversation. I'm willing to bet you that that kid is going to Colorado now. I would bet if he put out an updated top five, Colorado bounces one of those previous, four, uh, pre- previous five schools. Yeah, Jackson State. Because he's not going to Jackson State without Prime. You know, here's the here's the tricky part is Prime has built something at Jackson State. I think they can have continued success. Maybe not at that level, but you have to go get somebody.
0: I think one of his assistants is going to take that job.
1: That understands basically Dion's system yeah. and runs things close. That, you, you can't run them like Dion because you're not Coach Prime. Yeah. But maybe he could be prime light.
0: Yeah.
1: But he definitely needs <laughs> I um, like that prime yeah, light. Yeah. was well, well, we had we had uh Penny and Lil Penny back in back, right. back in the day, so yeah. we got prime and little prime. <laughs> right. So maybe he can be Lil Prime and uh run run the program similar, but you they need to keep that going. But other than Bamani Jones, what about the crowd and the PA announcer that just absolutely flipped on Dion? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, it blows my
1: mind. Why can you not appreciate
0: what he has done for you?
1: Right. Jackson State was nowhere. They were paying him three hundred thousand dollars a year, which for a you know the level that he's at, that's probably a really good salary. Yeah. Colorado starting salary six million dollars. Yeah, it, but it's not about the money with Dion. It's not
0: about the money. It's really not, and. I don't know if he just throws God out there or not, but he sounds like a man that is very faithful.
1: Well, do you know the and story of how he found God? No. Well, when he first entered the league, of course, that's when he was prime time, right? He flashy. I've always heard that Dion Sanders was was speeding in his sports car, drove off a cliff, and he said he has said I should've died. And basically had said, if if this is true, like I said, I it's, it's the story I've always heard, that God came to him in the car and he was like, I need you. And like, if you save me, I'm going to live for you and I'm going to exalt your name as often as I can. Yeah, That's what I've always heard. Is there truth to that? I don't know. I'm not snoops.com, but I'm sure if Wes Crouch and tap fingers was here yeah. he'd be looking it up
0: well he he definitely is exalting his name oh and that uh, is for sure and you know one of the other things that I heard in a recent interview was is like he's never had a drop of alcohol or at least he says he has it and and uh, apparently lives a very clean life but he said he's never had a drop of alcohol that, that's a
1: bold statement for a guy that come up the way he did. It is. That's you know? that's a huge statement. And and, and, and he, but and and I'm not in the place to say Dion Sanders is a liar. Right. I, I don't know. So I'm going to take him for what he for what he says. Yeah. And if Dion says he hasn't had a drink of alcohol, then Prime has yeah. not drank alcohol. But he he said he played
0: it for four four football teams, four baseball teams, and he goes, I felt like every single one of those moves were based on what God wanted me to do and where he wanted me to be. And and I think that's the same thing with Colorado. I mean, he has instantaneously
1: changed college football the entire as we know it. The entirety of college football. Before and you and I've had this conversation, before, you know, we had said there were very few coaches who could come in and just based off their name could change a program overnight. Yeah. Even then, it's tough to be successful year one. Yeah. So, Lincoln Riley started that last year. Yeah. He And
0: he was on the cusp of the
1: college football uh, college, playoff and yeah. may
0: have the Heisman Trophy winner. And, Deion Sanders, and if he had to play anyone else other than Utah, he's probably there. But Utah took him down twice. Right.
1: So, and actually, had they won the first game, he still may have been able to sneak into the playoff. I think you're right. So... Dion though is is a different than than the scenario that Lincoln Riley took over. Colorado won Uno, yeah, one game last year. Yeah, one and eleven. They're bad, and the, they've been bad for a long time. They're bad. You and I are are in are in agreement that we think they'll be they'll be on the cusp of a bowl game this coming year. So we're looking at five six wins. But when we get to this time next year, would it surprise you to see Colorado setting at nine and three? No. Wouldn't surprise me either. No, not at all.
0: And, and it, it's just like, you know, we we I was showing you that video right before we come on. They literally changed their academics and their transfer policies mm-hmm. for him to come there. Two months ago when they fired their head coach. They were
1: asked if they would do that, and the chancellor said no. Deion Sanders has changed the entire university at Boulder, Colorado, just by him coming. If you don't think that by Colorado changing that, that you're going to see other schools that are like, oh, well, we could do that too. As you just said, this hiring, Coach Prime going to Colorado, has changed college football. Which leads me to a point that we talked about prior to coming on, and Wes and I had this conversation today. I think the days of Nick Saban and Nick Saban-like coaches going in and just out-recruiting everybody and being able to put a better team on the field are going to be few and far between. You're still going to be able to do that, but not at the rate that Nick Saban and the like have been doing it at. So, you and I both think that Nick Saban's a crotchety old man. He's, you know, he's basically crotch daddy. Shout out West Crouch. He is basically crotch daddy, right? I mean, he's crotchety. You just look at him, and he just looks mad all the time. Yeah, uh, a lot like Belichick, right? And uh, I think the only person that tells Nick Saban what to do is his wife. Yeah, and his grandkids. But I mean, he he melts around them, right? right? So Nick Saban doesn't like change either. He's been the forefront. He's, been, he's the godfather yeah. of football coaches. And he'll still be the godfather of football coaches. In my opinion, he's above Bear Bryant. Yeah.
0: I, I think he's the greatest college football coach of all time, and I can't stand him. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't like Alabama. But why do we not like Alabama? Because Nick Saban has made because them Because they relevant. win all the
1: time. Right. So we saw this year A they A lo- more
0: years from now, it's going to be Georgia that's going to be like that.
1: They lost two games this year. They've already had nine starters yeah. enter the transfer portal. Yeah, To be a starter at Alabama, you're pretty dang good.
0: Yeah, you're NFL material.
1: So nine of those dudes yeah. are leaving or have put their name in the hat. That yeah. doesn't necessarily eight, mean that they're leaving.
0: Eight starters and then uh, someone's nephew with the last name Sanders. Who
1: didn't even hide the fact that he was reaching out to his uncle. He tweeted at him yeah. directly and said, hey, Unc. You got room for me? Yeah, he was a five star running back coming out. I guess he was hurt his first two years, so I don't
0: know that he's seen the field at Alabama,
1: bro. I'm like, you're not even trying. You're not even like trying to slide in. Uh, I mean, he's your uncle. You know, you got his number. You can't yeah. shoot him a text, right? No, oh, he wanted the world to know, right? So, but I say all that to say that I believe, and it would not shock me at all to find out next year's Nick Saban's last year that that things have changed so much. He doesn't like all this change going on. I use this word all the time. It feels gross. I love it. Like this is this is this is gonna be sports talk material. Yeah. But it feels gross for a football a college football traditionalist, which I think is what Nick Saban is. And so I think Nick Saban's farewell tour is next football season.
0: And and you get into the you get into the situation where you're having to recruit your own players again. Mm-hmm. To keep them. Yep. Right? We just talked about there's 2,000 names that entered the portal already. And like you said, 10% of them have already contacted Colorado.
1: To ask, do you have any interest in us?
0: Yeah. 200 people in two days have contacted Colorado and, and asked. And said, hey, do you think I fit what you're doing? I can tell you this you're not going to see any one-star, two-star, and maybe not very many three-star players on the Colorado team. Well, he has instantaneously made them a national championship contender. Maybe not next year, but it, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Man, I'm telling you, Dion. And, and Heck, he said he was going to hire the best re- recruiting staff out there. I
1: don't even know that he has to. It sounds to me like they're just going to show up at his front door. <laughs> well, I mean, so so that, so that leads us to another thing. He just hired a guy as his offensive coordinator that was the head coach of Kent State that had taken Kent State to three straight bowl games. Yeah. He left being a head coach. Yeah. To go be Coach Prime's offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, and then you said rumor has it that Willie Taggart's going to be his D- He's going to D- bring bring Willie Taggart on. So, But it could be Mike Zimmer, too, because Mike Zimmer be. is on his staff at Jackson State.
1: And, and, and Mike Zimmer also could feel that, like, analyst-type role, too. But, you know, the the thing is, is Colorado has got more press in two days than they have in 30 years. So, speaking of that, I pulled up. I've got the record uh,
0: of them here pulled up. We'll just go back 20 years. In 20 years, they have three seasons with a winning record. That was in 2004, 8, and 5, 2005, 7, and 6. Then they were 2 and 10, 6 and 7, 5 and a 7, 3 and 9, 5 and 7, 3 and 10, 1 and 11. That was their second year in the Pac-12, so that's the second time this year they went 1 and 11. 4 and 8, 2 and 10, 4 and 9, some miracle happened in 2016, they were 10 and 4. And then 5 and 7, 5 and 7, 5 and 7, 4 and 2 in the COVID year, 4 and 8, and then 1 and 11. And then they had a losing record prior to that, and then 9 and 5 and 10 3, you know, to start the, you know. So their championship years were.
1: The early 90s. Early 90s. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about slash Cordell Stewart. Like, yeah. And this, like, you look at Nebraska. And 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 if you take away that that span that you know three four year span there late eighties early nineties Colorado has been a decent football squad but they're not they're not a they're not a blue blood no but they're gonna be do you not think let's say Dion in three years is 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 you know what God's called me I'm I'm gonna go somewhere else do you not think Boulder Colorado will be forever indebted to what for for, for what Coach Prime has done for them.
0: I was just looking at the roster there that the last team that won, Phillip Lindsey was a starting running back for that team. Yeah. So, who's in the NFL? Uh, No, you're right. But here's the thing. You've got the expanded college college football playoffs that's coming 2024. So, Mm -hmm. we got one more year of this four thing, which lines up a lot with, uh, with kind of what you're saying with Saban. He's got one more year with this four. When it goes to 12, there's going to be more teams with the possibility of beating him. Does he want to do that, right? right. But you, UCLA and USC are leaving in 2024, 2025, somewhere in that neighborhood, and going to the Big Ten. So I'm sure the Pac-10 or Pac-12 is going to bring in some some mm-hmm. more teams to fill that spot. But they're
1: not going to be of the caliber of those two teams leaving. Well, no, you wouldn't think that. But I looked this week, and I'm and I'm glad you brought that up. They have a they have a conference that is really close to them that I think you could take some of those teams, and I, I think you could make a pretty decent sixteen to eighteen. Team conference or the Mountain West. So the Mountain West. So so just their standings this year. Overall, Boise State's nine and four. They're a no brainer. Yeah. Air Force nine and three. No brainer. Fresno State nine and four. That's California. Yeah. Seems to be no brainer. Then so you have three teams with nine wins. You have Wyoming sitting at seven and five. You have San Jose State seven and four, San Diego State seven and five. So there's three more teams with seven plus wins. Yeah. You take San Diego State would be the team out of that out of that right. Point. If you was going to take four, well, so they're they're back down to ten when UCLA and and uh, and USC leave. Yeah. So that would put them up to fourteen. I think sixteen to eighteen is the sweet spot. So you look at two more teams. I, t- I told you the other day. I know they just went independent again. BYU, you extend the offer to them. Yeah. Okay. So if you get BYU, there's team five. Yeah. And then I think you try to get that Texas pipeline. Yeah. So you look, who can we get from Texas? Houston, maybe. No, well, Houston's going to the Big Twelve. Oh, gotcha. So SMU. Maybe SMU. Maybe SMU might be going Big Twelve too. But you know, you look at maybe it's maybe it's a team you take a you take a reach on. I mean, maybe it's University of Texas San Antonio, UTSA. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's the Roadrunners.
0: That dude has got that that team rolling.
1: Maybe it's maybe it's the North Texas Mean Green. Yeah, you know. So there's options there, but you take those four schools from the Mountain West. You add BYU and and you take one of those Texas schools, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's that's not a bad conference. It's going to be no, sneaky good. And,
0: and but
1: with this, here's where I
0: think we're here's one of these things that we're going to see. Change. Okay. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's going to Colorado, which is a power five school, into a conference that after next year, it's almost a layup in order to be able to get into the playoffs with the 12, mm-hmm. right? You just gotta be probably one of the top two teams in
1: your in your conference. You have a you have to be in the conference championship game because yep. the conference champion is gonna get an automatic bid.
0: That's true. That's
1: true. But we assume he's going to be
0: able to compete for that Mm -hmm. against Oregon and Utah, okay? So, he's going to be able to get the recruits that he wants to Colorado. Yep. Why is he going to go to the SEC? If he can get into the college football playoff every year, every other year, and compete for national championships at Colorado.
1: Why would you go anywhere else? Why would you go anywhere
0: else? Luke Fickle just went to – Wisconsin, mm-hmm. he's now going to have the ability to compete for that. Now, Cincinnati was headed to the Big 12, but that's that's Cincinnati moving to the bottom of the Big 12, and they're going to have to work their way up. That's not going to be an easy job. Satterfield going there was probably a mistake. He'd had
1: been he probably better off to stay well, at Louisville. He lost the fan base at Louisville. That's that's ultimately why he left. And you're, you're right. Because – I think it was going to be one of those scenarios where it didn't matter how much he won, he was never Jeff Braum, and that's who they won. That's true. If Jeff Braum does not come to Louisville now, they're never getting Jeff Braum. I would agree with that. So, like, you have to be all in on Jeff Braum. Yeah. Like, you go to to Purdue, and you're like, I think that's West Lafayette. Yeah. And you're like, hey, here's a blank check. I can match anything Purdue gives you. Come on home. Yeah. So, I think that's Louisville's next hire is Jeff Brown.
0: I, I agree. I agree. But that's where we're at with college football yep. now. You really just don't – the the coaching changes you're going to see, I think, moving forward after this expansion are guys getting fired. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the smaller power – or the uh, group of five guys moving into these slots. Yep. But it, but it's like why would but even like, like Dion, the only other job I could see him taking is Florida State
1: because it's his alma mater. But why would he take anything else? But it's but it's even then it's like, I mean, if he takes Colorado to the heights that we think he's going to, why would you want to leave Colorado to do it all over again at Florida State? Right. right. I mean because. I would venture to say the job he has to do right now at Colorado is much tougher than the job he had to do at Jackson State, yeah, because the stakes are higher, yeah, you're playing against better competition. Yes, you do have your app state that comes into Michigan in the big house and they and they beat them occasionally, yeah, but they're not playing twelve of those schools, right. That app state team that beat Michigan in the big house that year, or was it Grambling? Either it was, way, it was App State. It was App State. Okay. Either way, they're not going into the Big Ten that year and being a successful team. Yeah. So he's got a tough he's he's got a tough job ahead of him. He's the right guy for the job. He's the only he's the only guy that can single handedly in two days change college football. <laughs> um, but I do think it's going to open up the uh, the doorways to see us hire more guys. Like Jeff Saturday, like Eddie George, these players who have been really good at the pro level, I think they're gonna start getting shots now because I think I think that's what that's what Dion has done. Yeah. But but to play off, to piggyback off your group of five coaches, the highest rated group of five team gets an automatic bid, is my understanding to the playoff too, because there's six automatic bids, the five power fives, and then the highest ranked group of five teams. That's my understanding, yes. So and then six at large bids. Six at large bids, which you f- would have to figure most years are going to go to power five schools. Yeah. Very I, I would be shocked if very often you see two group of five teams get in the same 12 team yeah. playoff barring both of them being undefeated. Right. So, and you got you got to figure if Notre Dame's in the top 12 they're going every year. Yeah. So, now you're down to 11 spots. Yeah. So, uh you know, it's 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 going to get crazy. Uh, you know, expanding to 12 was supposed to help cut down some of the, well, this team should have went this. Well, now you're going to have – 13, you know, 14, and 15. Yeah. You know. and it's, it's
0: just like even in college basketball, we have 68 teams that go and we still are fussing about
1: this, the the
0: three or four that missed the cut. Right.
1: Or you this know. team was seated too high or this one's too yeah. low or whatever. Yeah. But, That's part of the drama. But, man, I think Dion Sanders, this story – is fascinating. And yeah. you made the statement the other day, if this continues, we can just forget about talking about any other sports and we can just focus on college football.
0: Well, it it with the transfer portal and everything else that's going on in college football, we're it's almost a 365 day a year thing. Yep. You, you lead right up to the draft, right? And to be honest with you, the NFL draft is probably the most exciting thing about uh pro football right now cuz it's really bad. It it I only follow it and watch it because I play fantasy football. If I didn't play fantasy football, I don't know that I would watch pro football.
1: Listen, I am a I am a Tampa guy. I haven't watched them the last several times they've been on TV just because the entire game, not just Tampa, the entire league is almost difficult to watch. Yeah. Like, I was watching Philadelphia. Who did, who did Philadelphia play? Tennessee? Yes. Philadelphia played Tennessee. I watched a little bit of it on Sunday. And I found myself bored with it. Hey,
0: Philadelphia does that to the, most of their opponents this year. They're, are are <laughs> they the worst
1: 10-1 football or 11-1 football team that you've ever seen? Like – I, I think they're very good. I mean, but are they? Yeah. I think they're good at getting you to play the way they want you to play.
0: Well, that and that's, that's and that what helps. matters. Right? It, it does. Um, but, but but it's did, like they wasn't even trying to run the ball the other day. They've run the ball all year long, and then they come out. It's so funny. Sirianni said that they were going to try to protect Jalen Hurts more, so they come out Sunday and decide to start throwing the ball, and he's freaking dropping dimes all over the, the place. He throws a 41-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Brown that gets called back on a penalty, turns right around, throws it to the other side of the field, a 41-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Brown on back-to-back plays.
1: So did you see the cheap shots that uh, the Tennessee players took? Like uh, A.J. Brown got tackled and the guy had his foot – and you could see him on, on on replay, like he's twisting it, trying to hurt A.J. Brown. No, I
0: didn't see that. So A.J.
1: Brown, like, kicks his foot back, and he gets up and shoves the guy. Like, what are you doing, man? And uh, they're trying to say the hit that Bud Dupree took on uh, Jalen Hurts was a dirty hit. I don't think it was. But you and I both know that when you have a superstar quarterback and you get a chance to hit them, mm-hmm. you're going to hit them. Yeah. I mean, Lord knows there's enough – there's enough uh, – Rules that protect the quarterback. Yeah. That if it's too if it's too egregious, you're probably going to get kicked out of the game.
0: Well, I mean, the Titans players don't need to be mad at AJ Brown. He didn't ask to be traded. Right.
1: Well, I think I think they're just mad at the they're trying to hurt Philly's chances. Yeah. But talk about conspiracies, and then we'll move on. Did you see where uh, the latest conspiracy involving Tom Brady? No. So Mark Ingram, all he had to do was get a first down yesterday. Okay and he ran out of bounds a yard short. He looked down at the marker, and he ran out of bounds a yard short. They're basically, all your conspiracy theorists are saying the NFL's rigged, and he was told to run out of bounds. At this point, listen, at this point, the Bucks are down 16-3, okay? Like, come on. That's a little far-fetched. Even for you Tom Brady haters, that's a little far-fetched.
0: Well... He's beat the Saints both times this year, and he's done it both in the fourth quarter. Apparently, well, he don't like playing the first three quarters. Uh, Colin Cowherd came out today and said that he looks like the guy that is bored at work and that he knows that he's leaving work. and He, he knows that he's quitting in three months, but they don't know that he's quitting in three months. <laughs> right.
1: So, and this fuels this. Mark Ingram tweeted – hold on, it's pulling up. I'm sick about this one regardless of circumstances or how I feel I have to get that fresh set of downs for the squad I apologize uh, for uh, to my teammates my, my coaches in my uh, city for a crucial mistake uh, we work way too hard and I will sacrifice blood sweat and tears I will be better he I, I had seen it he had uh, he I think he maybe had changed it. I think he said something along the lines of that's not what that's not what the NFL script uh wanted or that's uh, so so Mark Ingram kinda I, I say all that to say Mark Ingram kinda fueled that conspiracy. But again at the end of the day He played into the fact of what people thought. It's still sixteen three. And as you said, Tampa hadn't done anything until no. late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I think th- there was six minutes left. Well and you know the
0: the the crazy rule that the NFL has: if there's a pass interference in the end zone, it puts it on the one yard line. Well, he just heaved it down the field to to Mike Evans and gets pass interference. It was freaking forty yard
1: pass. Now, being an owner of Mike Evans, I would have much rather had the touchdown. Right, but I will say, as a Tampa fan, Mike Evans is really good about getting that call. Yeah, you 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 look. Mike Evans gets at least one or two of those calls almost every game. Yeah, yeah, because it's
0: just like throw it up there. I'll get I'll get there, or I'm going to get the flag. Right. So we've talked about Prime. We've talked about Jackson State hating on him. Hey, have we talked about Prime? I think we have. Uh, let's see. Did we talk about Prime telling his team to enter the portal?
1: Well, I almost
0: brought that up a minute ago.
1: So if you are on social media and don't live under a rock, (laughs) uh, you will know at this point that Deion Sanders has been named the head coach at the University of Colorado at Boulder. You're kidding. Uh, Breaking news.
0: Huh. I didn't know that.
1: So he had all his his team meetings and all that stuff, and there's clips floating around that he looks at his players in the meeting, and I say his players, they're the ones at the University of Colorado at Boulder, which, by the way, just hired Deion Sanders as their head football coach. You're kidding. No, I'm not. I mean, blows my mind, too. I thought he was that's still a good hire for them. I mean, I think it, I think he could work out. Where was he at again? Uh, San Francisco Forty ers didn't he? He was the a cornerback there, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I played for the Cowboys too.
1: I Cowboys. Hmm. Huh. Hmm, I don't know. I I really I really haven't been keeping up with him. I don't know what he's been doing lately. Um, but he's talking with them, and he and and you had mentioned earlier that he's bringing luggage with him, and his luggage is Louis. Yeah. Right, and that's mentioned in Louis Vuitton, which is a high end bag. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, he's bringing baggage with him, I guess is what he's trying to say. But the clip cuts off with him telling the players to enter the portal. Yeah. So, he's getting wrecked over the coals because he's telling his players to leave. Well, you watch the entire segment of him talking to the players, and he follows that up with, basically, if you're not here to work and you're not here for the right reasons, there's the door. We'll let you leave. Yeah, he – he he gives
0: his five core values, and then you know they he asks them to repeat after it, and they do it again, and then he goes. So I need guys that are going to work. Is that you? And he's pointing at this guy. And is that you? Is that you? Is that you? And he goes, look, that's what we're going to do. And if you're not here, if, if that's not
1: you, well, and he see ya. and he tells them. He says, I'm bringing some dogs. I saw. And they like to eat.
0: I saw one today that he mentioned something about not wearing hats in the meeting. And And there was a dude
1: in the back ripped his hat off. I think it was hats backwards. Oh, is that what it was? I think it was. Because Uh I I noticed there were a few more hats. Yeah. But he was the only guy I noticed with a hat backwards. And he ripped it off. That quick. I mean, it was gone. He was like, "Uh uh-uh, not me. Yeah. But so he told him, he said, I'm bringing guys. Yeah. So he's not made any – like. They know that he's bringing players in. Yes. And they're going to compete. Yeah. You're going to have to compete with some of the best to earn your time. But if you're willing to work and do what's necessary, there's going to be time for you.
0: There is somebody that has entered the portal that he told them not to make a decision until he got to Colorado. So I don't know who that was. You would have to assume that it's a big-time
1: player, though. Is it Troy Aikman, you think? Maybe is he gonna bring Jordan Smith Junior. He's out there somewhere.
0: I wonder. Stanford? Did he enter the portal? I don't know, but he's at Stanford. He is at Stanford, and they're they're looking for a coach too. That's that's a tough gig. So
1: yeah, because it's Vanderbilt of the West.
0: Well, yeah, and their their academic standards are so high that you're you're not getting a lot of transfers. Listen
1: right here, here's the unfortunate gross truth: academics. Coaches are going to save the things. We're going to make the kid, make sure the kids get a quality education. Yada 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 yada. Academics are secondary, if not lower. Now in this new version of college football, yeah, that's getting ready to be semi pro like that. We're, we're we're headed that way. Yeah. I mean, I know. We well, I mean, look at Colorado changing their rules. Just well, to, and they've been receiving nil money by the boatloads in yeah. the last two days.
0: Yeah. Well. Look, people that boosters are not going to support a program that's not trying. Right. So you start trying, they'll get, they'll bring, they'll support you. Right. You'll start getting the NIL stuff. You'll start getting that, that, that kind of stuff. I'm super excited to see what this transpires.
1: Listen, and we know what's legal in Colorado. (laughs) All right. If there is not a marijuana company out there that does not have, create a strain or a strand or whatever they call that stuff, I don't know, and and market it, you know, Buff City Primates or whatever, like <laughs> market it somehow for Deion Sanders, prime time or what? It, they're really missing out. Yeah, 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 this is prime stuff. It's prime, <laughs> baby. I don't know, like they're really missing out. Well, so –
0: that kind of leads me on to like the the next thing that I had written down here is talking about the, NI, in the nil and the transfer portal. Okay, using Stanford and Vanderbilt and some of these tougher schools as examples, right? If you're going to be a Stanford and you're going to hold yourself to these academic standards, which you have every right to do, okay, because you are a Ultimately, Stanford is a—that's a lawyer school, you know.
1: It's an institute of higher learning.
0: Yes, but don't don't get mad when you go two and ten or four and eight in football, because you're not going to bring the guys in that you're not going to field a team full of Christian McCaffrey's and Andrew Lux every year based off of academics. No. So you you just need to accept that. Right.
1: And I'll be honest with you, I think they'll have a tough time filling that job. Don't don't try to be something you're not. Yeah. And you're in academic school. Yeah. And your goal, Vanderbilt's goal, every single year. Do you know what their coach wants to do? Go six and six. Yeah. Because that means they get to go to a bowl game. Yeah. They were on the cusp of doing it this year. Yeah. But – would he love to do better? Would he love to do go 8 and 4, 9 and 3? Absolutely. 6 and 6 is where he wants to be though. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and don't say it can't be done. James Franklin did it three times. Three straight years. The three years he was at Vanderbilt had a, at least a 7 win season every year. In terms of a bowl game, it can be done. Yeah. But you got to work. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of people aren't willing to put that work in.
0: Yeah. No, you're 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 right about that for sure.
1: Playoffs.
0: Playoffs. Playoffs. Playoffs? Um bonus points we, if we you me- know who that was. <laughs> we mentioned earlier that USC pooped to bed.
1: They did. They were I mean they were in. All they had to do was win. All that. But I mean they got slaughtered. I think had they even lost close, you could have made a case. But as I said earlier, that first loss, that three point loss, no, it wasn't a three point loss, it was one point loss. Uh, to Utah earlier in the season yeah had they not lost that game yeah I think it's a completely different scenario yeah
0: I think they I think they get in at that point but Ohio State slips in they do and then TCU goes out and looks like they're going to get run out of the the building and comes back ties the ball game sends it into overtime Max Duggan is a dog hey! I've never seen. The performance that that kid did on that drive to tie that game. I mean, at least two occasions he had a 20 yard run that got called back on penalties and he I mean he drove up down that field twice in order to get to that touchdown because they kept going forward and then going back and going forward and going back and then he has the big run to get him down into scoring position and ultimately, you know
1: they tie the game. You know, I questioned this as soon as it happened. Why didn't Sonny Dykes kick the field goal? Probably felt like that wasn't enough to win. But without any points, all it took was a field goal to win. At least if you kick a field goal, you put pressure on them. At that point, You would think in four attempts you're going to be able to make a yard. Right. Well, you would think so. But still, like – and I know they're not guaranteed points. But at that point, Kansas State had zero pressure. Yeah. They never
0: once attempted a quarterback sneak with Duggan. I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, they, they wind up losing by three in overtime, and they keep their number three spot, and they're in the playoff. A lot of people thought that Alabama was going to jump them. You were one of them. Well, it's just because it's kind of like the Tom
1: Brady effect. Had I t- and, I, and, 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 <laughs> and I kept telling you, those two losses, had they not lost to, to Tennessee – and they just lost to LSU, it's a completely different story. Yeah. But with them having two losses and Ohio State, and you know, you look at these schools, you, uh, you, the, there's two in the playoff that have one loss, and then you look at USC, who just gained their second loss in the conference championship game. Yeah. Like, the deck was really – like, it would have had to have been some wonky, wonky stuff. Well,
0: I think – there's a lot of things that transpire behind those closed doors with that committee, right? And you have to look at it at from me looking from the outside in. Mm-hmm. You're looking at this going, okay, we screwed these guys over about eight years ago when we first started this thing. If we do it again, then that's going to really raise some red flags. And then the flip side to it is, they went undefeated. They beat this Kansas State team once in the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to punish them for losing in their conference championship.
1: Well, and you know, and it's one of those that we talk about how important you know, Power 5 schools are and if you go undefeated in a Power 5 school or in a Power 5 conference and you finish the regular season undefeated, it shouldn't matter yeah. what you do in their the conference strength
0: of record was number 1. There you go. They played a lot of top 25 teams in the Big 12.
1: So, I think – and I told you on the way back from North Carolina, I thought Georgia, Michigan, TCU were all locks. I thought they were in. Yes. Uh, I thought that USC was the one that could fall out. If they fell out, Ohio State would be the team. Yeah. uh, And I knew that – if you if 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 USC fell out, Ohio State was only staying the four seed. They weren't going to move them up to three because they weren't going to have a Michigan Ohio State matchup in semifinals. Right.
0: So the Corrigan guy or whatever, the head of the uh, college football committee, Billy Billy Corgan, no, Smashing Pumpkins. No, I can't think of what his name is. William
1: P. Corgan, I think is what he calls himself. So. Now
0: they they said on the interview on the show where they were doing, you know, Chris Reese Davis and all them, they interview them as they're doing these picks or whatever. They said they never discussed the possibility of Ohio State and Michigan playing again as that 2-3 matchup. I'm calling BS. Because you know as well as I do that if
1: it wasn't a thought process – Hey, wait a minute. Before you finish that thought, didn't you – didn't you name a show a few months ago about money drives everything? Yes. Is there would there have been any bigger money game than Michigan Ohio State in the first round of the college football playoffs? Yes. Where would that money game be? Championship game. Michigan Ohio State the championship game. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I think I think it's hilarious that he said because you know. He he lied through his dang teeth. He did. There is you're telling me in a room full of twelve people, nobody in there said, Well, TCU lost, do we bump them up to do we bump Ohio State up to three? And then someone have said, Well, that's going to give us Ohio State and Michigan again. Nobody mentioned that? Right. Bullcrap. We don't cuss on this show, but that's bull crap is what that is right there. I've let a few slip. I apologize. (laughs) That's true. But now everybody's like, because Georgia gave up 400 yards passing offense to LSU. They hung a 50
1: spot on them.
0: Which, by the way, they weren't running the ball because Georgia beat the living pee out of them.
1: Well, because Georgia was so far ahead, they had to throw the ball.
0: And Georgia, do you really think that Georgia was sending – their their guys every single time they were thirty points ahead. Let me even tell though you.
1: even though I will say this, even though that two point conversion that Kirby Smart ran to hit the fifty spot may at some point come back and haunt him because that that was kind of bush league. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you know, let me tell you, keep believing, children of the OSU field, because if you think that Ohio State is going to roll.
1: Georgia underneath the the ground and and just run away from them, you're stupid. Did you watch the way that Michigan manhandled Ohio State? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh they're very similar. I'm telling you right now, I think we're headed towards a Michigan Georgia National Championship and I'm not counting Michigan out.
1: Well, here's the thing. I think Michigan TCU is going to be a lot better game than Ohio State Georgia.
0: Yeah. Which typically the 2-3 is better than the 1-4. But, you know, is Ohio, can Ohio State compete with him? Yes. But I'm telling you, this, this, the, we're going to do a show in the near future about Stetson Bennett. His story
1: is phenomenal. Well, before I close the door on Ohio State, Ryan, just for me and Day, <laughs> this may be the only thing. Listen. <laughs> That dude, there's no way he's not coloring that beard and that hair. All right,
0: <laughs> he, he looks like the dude that does the. Commercial. He looks
1: like the guy on the box. He might be the so. Just for me and Ryan Day, the only thing that got people off your back is that Caleb Williams blew out his hamstring. Yep. All right, because if he doesn't get hurt and they win, you're not in the playoff, and everybody in Ohio still hates you. Yeah. You know, everybody outside of Ohio hates you now. It's okay.
0: As soon as he loses to Georgia, they're going to hate him again.
1: Well, and then when Jim Harbaugh beats him again next year and makes him the stepchild, and it's like, how does it feel? They're going to want to run the dude out of town. Yeah. I, I have said for weeks, I'm not sure how Ryan Day's not on the hot seat because he wins the games that he's supposed to win since he's been the head coach. Yeah. But he loses the games that – like, I mean, he did take him to the national championship game. Yeah. Big whoop. You know, who hasn't done that? There's only been like six coaches. Uh, But he got ran out of the building by LSU. (laughs) Yeah. He ran into Joey Buckets. Yeah. But all I have to say is you go back and look at Ohio State's last 30 years, they have two national titles, and they want to walk around like they're God's gift to football, like football was created in Columbus, Ohio, and Jesus Christ himself was the first halfback. (laughs) You're not that good.
0: I've told you forever, though, Ohio State and and, and Ryan Day are overrated.
1: I mean, most seasons, if they were in the SEC, they're not better than it. They may be as good, but they're not better than Alabama. No. They're not better than Georgia. No. Maybe better than LSU. Maybe not. Maybe Auburn. Maybe not. Maybe Texas A&M. Maybe not. Maybe Ole Miss. Maybe not. Like, you're looking at maybe middle of the road, like – and, and that's no that's just and you bring Oklahoma and
0: Texas in a couple of years, like
1: come on man.
0: you know, one other point I meant to say earlier and I don't, we don't have to get on to it, but the fact that Lane, Lane Kiffin did not take the Auburn job and that you think that Alabama is going to retire or uh, Nick Saban's going to retire mm-hmm. kind of leads us to where Adam has been here for a while saying that he was waiting for that Alabama job. That Alabama that would make a lot of sense.
1: That Alabama job, in my opinion is a two horse show.
0: Him it's and Dabo.
1: Dabo, Sweeney, and Lane Kiffin.
0: Okay, well Dabo is gonna have to figure something out at Clemson because right now he's looking like he can't.
1: I mean they still went ten and two. Uh,
0: yeah, but they it, ten and three now. It's a ten it's a it's a ten and three and and like people are turning on
1: him. Or eleven and two now. They want they won, didn't they? Yes. But so I think I think Clemson is turning on him, which is why I think Dabo is probably in the driver's seat for the Alabama gig. I could see Dabo wanting to get out of town. Yeah. It's like, guys, like, you know, you hired Terry Bowden was a was before me. Yeah. What that got you beat by Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. Rich Brooks beat you in the Music City Bowl. Tell me how good that was. Right. So I think that Dabo leads it, but it is it is interesting that he did stay, and, and we have long thought that he has his eyes on that job. But did you catch, and I think I sent it, it in the group, that where Lane Kiffin addressed the Ole Miss reporter that broke the news that he was headed to Auburn yes. and just basically threw him under the bus, ran over top of him, backed it up over top of him, and ran over him again? Right. It was the greatest thing I've heard. Yeah. Lane Kiffin's a national treasure. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. So are we going to move on to the – Move on to the Heisman? We can. So, it's the weakest Heisman field I can remember in a long time. I think it's unfair that Corum
0: didn't get the invite. He he got hurt in the last game of
1: the regular season. What were his stats prior, though? I don't know. So, we have five-gallon well, Stetson Bennett.
0: His stats were of the point that had he played against Ohio State and had the game that Edwards had, he would have he would have been there. So you so so you have five gallon Stetson Bennett. And th- that is not ba- that is just out of respect. I really do. You
1: know. have hacksaw Max Dugan, who's a dog. You got uh, Caleb Hollywood Williams, who's going to win. And you have CJ. Everybody thought I was going to win the Heisman. Stroud, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much
0: a lay There, like, who beats anyone? Who beats Caleb Williams? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, he's accounted for almost fifty touchdowns this year. Yeah. Like, no one's stats are even close. So you remember the day when you used to have three or four quarterbacks that were all really, really close? Well, it wasn't like that this year. No, it's not. And, the, and the, every week you're talking about these Heisman updates. Well, I mean, it's not even close.
1: Well, and I think the Heisman updates are stupid. Like, we're going to come into the season with, um, you know, Heisman, you know, our Heisman projections. If you remember, the quarterback that just entered the portal from NC State was on the Heisman watch list at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Like, I mean, you talk about zero
0: respect. What about the kid from North Carolina? He, I mean, he should have gotten an invite. He had the
1: best, uh, best stats of all of them. Well, you think about zero respect. What about your defending Heisman Trophy winner who had a pretty dang good year? Yeah. Because they lost two games. Because they lost two games. What about Hendon Hooker? Yeah. Who, Tennessee's not even in that position, but what he lost two games. Yeah. And in the most important game of the season, what turned out to be against South Carolina, towards ACL. Yep. We said then he was done. There, there, there is no Heisman. Yep. He's going to have a hard time making the NFL. Somebody will draft him. Somebody will draft him, but he's going to. Somebody's
0: going to draft, like you said earlier, somebody's going to draft Stetson.
1: Five and ten gallon, five, five gallon Stetson <laughs> Bennett. Yeah, they're going to draft him in ten years from now. You're going like, to look on an NFL sideline yeah. and be like, "Is that Stetson Bennett yeah. holding Tom Brady's clipboard?" <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady will have a
0: full, a full on gray beard. <laughs> He'll look like point. Santa Claus. Yeah,
1: and it's like, yeah, that's Stetson Bennett holding Tom Brady's clipboard.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, you're right. I, I. I I, I don't normally watch the Heisman. No. I, it's a very
1: boring show. I mean, most years, if you go back and look, most years, there's a no-doubt winner. Like, yeah. the year Lamar Jackson won, everybody knew Lamar yeah. Jackson was going to win. Yeah. The year that Kyler Murray won, everybody knew Kyler Murray was going to win. Tim Tebow. Every, yeah. like Tim Tebow got robbed. He should have two Heisman trophies. Yes.
0: They, I, I swear to you, we'll never see that. We'll never see. We'll never see because they don't want to take it away from... Uh,
1: Archie Griffin because yeah. he's an Ohio State guy. <laughs> Freaking, just for me and Ryan Day, I hate you. <laughs> and I,
0: I, we actually we, we actually touched on this other topic, the, the Pac-12 next move. I think that's
1: what you were talking about with, you know. I think the next move is they have to expand. Yeah. I mean, you got the face of the Pac-12. Yeah. That's 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 Coach Brown. I don't know if you heard or not, but he got hired at Colorado. You're kidding. No. Huh. That's a good hire. For it, I think it'll work. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's been doing lately, but he seems like – Wasn't had, he an NFL analyst on like uh, Thursday night football or something? For, yeah, I think. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I think he has the right demeanor. He has the right – I think the word is swag. Yeah. That he could do something special there. Yeah. But – they got definitely a guy that could be the face of the conference. You got players that are bending over backwards to play in that conference now. Now you have to expand. And as I said, I think the sweet spot is 16 to 18. Um, If you go 18, I think Colorado State makes sense there. Natural rival. They're trash. Every conference has to have a team or two that you know they're going to be layup wins. And then – Another surprising school, I think, that could be in that talk would be UNLV. That that Las Vegas market would be huge.
0: Speaking of UNLV, did I just hear
1: – did they just hire Chris Peterson as their head coach? I don't know. Chris Peterson that used to be at Boise State and then at Washington, Chris Peterson? Yeah. My goodness, that's a heck of a hire. Has he fallen on hard times? Well, you know, Washington fired him. Yes, but I mean – I, I turned
0: it on to the radio the other day, and it, I kind of grabbed that—that's what they were talking about. Because they mentioned him, and they mentioned UNLV. Maybe that's who they're asking. But you know, UNLV with that Las Vegas market.
1: One day again, the Las Vegas. Uh, one day again. One day ago, the Las Vegas Review Journal says Ed Ogeron, Chris Peterson say they are not candidates for the UNLV job. At Ogeron,
0: wow, are not candidates. Are not candidates.
1: It looks like CBS Sports reported a week ago that Chris Peterson, Bronco Mendenhall uh, are the leading candidates to replace David Shaw at Stanford. Hmm, interesting. Do you
0: think Coach O resurfaces somewhere? God, I
1: hope not. But he might do. Like, I could see Coach O going to a small school like a group of five school like you and LV and talking like "Yeah, I'm going to go get you some gumbo and I'm going to go give me a cheeseburger and you just tell me what do I got to walk out of that's pretty good right it is pretty good you
0: almost sound like that dude from Waterboy
1: (laughs) (laughs) you like to see homos naked (laughs) no boy homos where you make it everybody knows that (laughs) That's a great movie. Waterboy's a great movie. It is. Hey, classic. so before we uh, move move forward, um, what about Trey Turner being committed to the Philadelphia Phillies till he's 40 years old?
0: These baseball contracts.
1: 11 years, $300 million. He's, so I work with a young kid that is a Philadelphia Phillies diehard, loves the Phillies. Okay. I told him today, I said, There's no way he plays that contract out. He's not going to play until he's 40. No. And he's like, I don't know, man. He takes good care. He's not playing until – that was a waste of money. Yeah. You could have got him – of course he signed it. Why wouldn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because he's going to – I mean, if he – I don't know how that works with a retiring. That that would be interesting to find out. But they've got, you know – I think him and Bryce are buddies. They, they both came up in the Washington uh, organization. They played minor league ball together. That would lead me to believe why they're doing that. It sounds like Dansby Swanson might be going to the Cardinals.
1: Well, and then he also, in the same breath, crapped on the Mets paying Verlander. And I was like, he's only been the best pitcher in baseball the last three seasons. Yeah. it is a lot of money
0: for somebody that's 41 years old, though. It is. Or and soon to be 40, I And
1: guess. and And we said the same thing when Scherzer went there. They're gonna pitch his arm off.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like that. Uh, I feel like that they they spent too much money. The Rangers did on Degrom.
1: They they overpaid Jacob. Five DeGrom. five years with his no. injury history, he never sees the end of that contract. No, no. And then all the while, Aaron Judge still is not signed.
0: It it appeared it sounded like before I left the house, the Giants have offered him three hundred and sixty million dollars.
1: Well, the Giants have said and made no bones about it; they will not be outbid yeah. in Aaron in the Aaron Judge sweepstakes. It, that if he signs somewhere else, it's not going to be because he's he, he could make more money. Yeah, it. Um, he
0: apparently him and the Giants are the two front run or him and the Yankees are the Giants and the Yankees. You were going to get words, there. Words are hard. You were going to get there. The Giants and the Yankees are the two front runners with really nobody else on the table. And I think
1: the Yankees have an offer on the table. But it's not
0: for that much money.
1: No, it's it's in like uh, like the thirty million dollar range.
0: If if he signs with New York, it's because he just wants to stay with New York. I honestly, think he winds up at the Giants because that was his childhood uh, favorite team, from my understanding. So,
1: and the Giants know how to take care of their of their
0: sluggers. They do, they do. It's interesting to see. We haven't quite got into that baseball mode yet but the winter meetings always bring some some contracts and, they're, and stuff and like they're,
1: that. And they're getting ready to start. Yeah. So, uh, we will, I know college football, we just said, is going to dominate talks for the next little bit. Uh, college basketball is going to pick up here lately, but it's kind of crappy too. North Carolina just dropped their fourth straight game. Um, winter meetings and nobody cares about the NBA. Uh, we'll start caring about the NFL again because playoffs are getting ready to start. Uh, it would appear that Josh Allen, uh, his kryptonite is Patrick Mahomes. It appears that Patrick Mahomes' kryptonite is going to be Joe Burrow. (laughs) You're right. So I kind of want to see him design a field where all three teams can play at the same time. I think that would be highly entertaining. Like a triangle. Right. But I think the Super Bowl winner is one of those three teams. Um, It's probably going to be – if Buffalo gets home field advantage, it's going to be tough to go into Buffalo in January and win for anybody. So I think it would give Buffalo the inside track if Kansas City or Cincinnati ends up the number 1 seed or Miami or you know or some of these so odd things that happen. There's
0: a lot of good teams out there. Then there's it, probably 8 teams in the bubble.
1: Then it then it opens the door wide open. Um so
0: NFC I, wise Dallas, the Vikings and the the Eagles seem to be the three.
1: I think I think Dallas and
0: the 49ers the, Losing Garoppolo, unless and, and Brock Purdy is the second coming of Tom Brady. Wait until they sign Baker Mayfield, baby.
1: Huh?
0: Baker going to get released. He's going to go to the Bay. Have you seen Down all the videos the of bay. people acting like Christian McCaffrey and they, the, the news popping in? They go, no, God,
1: no, no, please, no. <laughs> right. I mean, you're like, I just got away from this dude. I don't want him back. Right. But uh, I would think I would think Garoppolo breaking his foot probably ends his chances of San Francisco re- re-signing him. I think they were going to have a hard time to re-sign him anyway. Yeah. Um, I think I, a lot of people think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be under center in Tampa next year. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of – doesn't he wear 11 or does he wear 10? 10. Okay, good. I was like, eleven's owned by Blaine Gabbard. You can't take 11. <laughs> Blaine Gabbard has held that number down for five years or something. Yeah. The only thing – to me, or the most interesting thing to me for football is free agency, the draft, and free agency. Yeah. Um, the season typically is a lot better. This year's not been the case, so I don't know what the problem is. But in the NFC, I say all that to say in the NFC,
0: I think it's a two-horse race. There's a lot of dominant football teams this year.
1: But I will say that I do think if they make the playoffs, just because nature of the beast, Tom Brady's going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Always. So. Uh, but as we get closer, we will uh, we will review the um, so football season. I
0: got one other thing before we wrap up. Okay. This is the – we're getting ready to go into the last week of fantasy regular season. So oh. fantasy playoffs are going to be decided. Dang it, Wes forgot to give me his rankings. It's okay. So you're playing fantasy with a group of guys from work. Don't mention it. And you're battling – the leader of your division, right? So you guys are basically battling for a first-round
1: bye. Well, can I I, I talk about why I hate fantasy football? Sure. Okay. I led the division last year. I took the lead – or last year. Last week, I took the lead over two weeks ago based off points. We had the same record, but I beat him in points because I I killed everybody in the league in points that week. So I had the lead. I had just picked up Deshaun Watson, storybook. Storybook, man. He's going back to Houston. I know the crowd's going to be rowdy. They got some of his m- masseuses in the crowd that are accusing him of sexual misconduct. You know, surely I thought it was going to light a fire. He was going to do the Cam Newton. Ah, I'm back. Right? No, he doesn't. He craps the bed. Mm-hmm. Scores 6.3 points or something like that. Yeah, and their defense scored like 30-something. I lose. By three points. I needed Deshaun Watson to get ten. Ten points I win. I'm I still think I lose because the guy that I was he he won two, he would have scored he, he scored the most most points this week. I still think I'm down. But I put myself in a position now where if I lose this week against the division leader, I could fall completely out of the playoffs. Oh wow. So there's like five teams tied at seven and six. Yeah. So in in ours,
0: we have – Spencer is at 10-3. and three. He's lo- – well, I won't say he's locked first place, but he's going to have to lose, obviously, and then uh, Trey would also have to outscore him. Trey is in second. Uh, Jeff is in third, one game behind Trey. They play each other this week, and points-wise – eight points difference between the two of them. That's going to be an important game. Yeah, so so Jeff, if, if he beats Trey by more than eight points, he jumps into second place, earns that bye. And then you've got Wes at six and seven in fourth place, Adam at six and seven in fifth place, me at six and seven in sixth place, Ben at six and seven in seventh place,
1: and Jared at six and seven in eighth place. Close man. That's that's about like how my school league is. We have <laughs> like five teams competing for like four spots. Six teams yeah. competing for four spots we're we're all tied at seven and six. Yeah. Darren
0: Darren's four and nine and uh, Jesse's four and nine. So neither one of them have the option. But I played Jared this week. So I'm I'm in sixth, he's in eighth, so one would say if I lose, I'm out of the playoffs, right? Um Matchup-wise, let's look at this here real quick. I play Jared, Adam, and Wes play. So if whoever loses that could be out, and Ben plays uh, Darren, and he's favored to win right now. So if Ben wins, he's in. If Jared wins, he's probably in, and me and the loser of – Wes and Adam are going to be out. I mean, it's kind of – it's crazy that it's come down to this. But it, so many teams that are six and seven. And the I lost uh, Lamar this week. Yep. And Tyler Heneke, my backup, is on bye. So, I'm literally going to have to beat Jared with one quarterback. And he has two. And my one quarterback, Bronco Nation. That's right. Let Russ ride. Let Russ come. <laughs> I need Russ to cook. Like, he ain't cooked in years. <laughs> that's funny. Needless to say, there is no way in the world that I'm going to win this week. So
1: I I got a joke for you.
0: Okay, we'll wrap it up with that.
1: Do you know why a pitcher only raises one leg when he throws the ball? No. Because if you raise both, you fall down. <laughs> oh. God, that's so stupid. And with that... Hey, breaking news. I just got an alert. Deion Sanders was hired as the new football coach at the University of Colorado at Boulder. You're kidding. I am not.
0: I wonder what he's been doing.
1: Just broken. Just broken news. It just broken. Just broken news. It's just broken. The news just broken. That's probably a good hire for him. I think... I don't know what they've been doing lately, but I know they were a national champion a few years ago. Yeah. So... They probably have fallen on tough times thirty few years ago. So they probably have fallen on tough times. So they might need somebody to 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 rejuvenate. I don't know if it'll have success. We'll find out. I don't know that anybody want to play for him. Probably not. I can't imagine. So So we'll see how that turns out. I'm sure we'll talk. I'm sure we'll revisit this topic later on. I'm sure. I'm sure. Awesome guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, friends.
0: The moco 4 Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.